0: Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll
1: take two tomatoes and a cucumber.
0: Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal Here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. You can gamble hard fight to win still you may lose but at least you're all in if i was the man they want me to be I'd never
1: take a you might recognize that voice right there he's one of the greats you know he has a real present to give us today the great kevin costner he's given us oscar performances but now he's strumming on that six string writing songs and he's got a band Modern West they got a, a new album coming out called Tales from Yellowstone. Excited to catch up with the great Kevin Costner. What is going on, my brother?
0: Hi, Jeffrey.
1: Man, that is a good damn tune I'm jamming out here to, Kevin. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know you had all these talents. I mean, we knew you were so talented, but no idea that you could uh, you could strum the guitar, write a song and, you know, jam out the way you've been doing.
0: Well, wait so be, this is the second band I've ever was in, uh, this, and um, this one's been together for about 16 years. I don't always go out there and let everybody know what I'm doing, but this band we played around the world. It's something I do. Uh, uh, "Tales from Yellowstone" is just a you know mm-hmm. one of the 80 songs we've written together, but it's a it's really a concept record about Yellowstone. So um, it's it's how I do things. When I made Half and McCoys, I made a record called "Famous for Killing Each Other." And again it was about everything that had to do with that era, very Appalachian. And Tales from Yellowstone have to do with my character, that that song about being who you're supposed to be, um, uh, you know, about my wife, about there's a song about Kelly, you know, Better Let Somebody Love You. So it's it's how I prepare for it's how I prepare for my acting because I kinda of do it through my music. So that's what Tales from Yellowstone has. So I hope people and, uh, track it down
1: yeah it's available coming up on June the 19th uh, everywhere you stream your music where do you have a, a website for the band I mean where will we find modern West and Kevin Coster are you guys like on the on Instagram and doing that kind of thing
0: well I, I don't go on it but my band has it you know it's called Kevin Coster uh, and modern and um, you know it, that's where people kind of gather and talk and my band talks and stuff but I, I kind of busy myself <clears throat> with the work I do. And, and, and my family, and that's what I do. So uh, whatever I do, whether it's movie or music, I do it really hard, and then I let it go. And it becomes something, you know, somebody else's, you know. Um, and, and it's usually wherever I'm doing a movie. I remember doing, you know, bodies are doing uh, the Guardian and a picture called Mr. Brooks down in Louisiana at the same time that Katrina happened the band ended up writing a song called Five Minutes America about about just getting wiped out. And it was kind of an angry, it's kind of a protest song, if you will. You know, and then later on wrote a song called Sun Will Rise Again, which is a more kind of hopeful song when it comes to getting wiped out. You know, waking up on television and seeing tornadoes rip communities apart and, you know, Katrina doing what it did. And and kind of now we're all in the same thing together. and Somebody re-released you know, wanted you to know, release that song we did back then called sun will rise again. So music is a part of my life. It's a part of everybody's pretty much grew up in the church, doing it and, and trained classically on the piano. So it's just a part of how I do my acting. It's a part of my life.
1: We're talking with the great Kevin Costner. How many of you talk about writing songs? How many of your movies have you written?
0: Um, I've written on a lot of the movies, but, um, uh, you know, n- not necessarily the credited writer, you know, um, you know, nor should I have been. Uh, I don't feel the desire to tinker on a movie unless it needs it, And but if it doesn't need it, I'm really protective of the writing that happens. I'm currently uh, co-writing a, a Western um, and and several other projects that I'm going to do. So, you know, I just mess around, you know, I just kind of, I try to stay busy, you know, I don't wait for... Everything to come to me. I, I have it in the back of my mind what I want to do, and I do that, and I leave a window open, for something else to fly in. But um, I don't like not doing something.
1: You talk about westerns, of course. Yellowstone returns for a third season coming up Sunday, uh, June twenty-first. You seem to be uh, like in the western movies uh, and western shows. Uh, what would Kevin Costner be like if we went in Tesla's time machine and went uh, back to those times? Uh, what would Kevin Costner be like as a uh, as a guy gr- growing up or, or living in those times? Well,
0: you know, when I guess I probably would have uh, killed a hundred guys and I'd probably been killed a hundred times.
1: Uh, Which would have happened first, though? That 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 would have been yeah, the big question.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, I, I'm haunted by the West because uh, you know we kind of. I don't know that we always look at it the way it really was, which was, was kind of a, a scary place. You're talking about interactions with people you don't know. there's no law, there's guns, there's there's uh, there's all kinds of people that found themselves out in the West after the Civil War, you know, sociopaths. I mean, if we believe that people come home victimized by war, imagine the country being torn apart and people get out in the West and there's nothing seemingly around. And if you're ruthless enough, if you're mean enough, if you're resourceful enough, you can actually.
1: America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, You impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Take
0: whatever you want. And that was happening out here. And, you know, too often Westerns are kind of dumbed down. They're just black hat and white hat. But when you really orchestrate a good one, when you're sitting in the dark watching it, you wonder if you would have made it. And um, so I never pretend to know how I would react in any one situation. But great Westerns can actually create those moments of, oh, my God, you had to make some choices really quickly out there sometimes.
1: These movies you make, uh, Kevin Costner, some live in our minds forever. And now I-, I feel like they seem to be just as relevant today and maybe even clearer pictures because we can draw comparisons with Dances with the Wolves and what we're seeing in our civil society, JFK exposing a lot of corruption in the government. We see a lot of that. You did a, a movie a few years back actually called Black or White. Very powerful story. Talk about the comparisons of your movies and how, even though they're 25, 30 years ago, so relevant yet still today.
0: I think they can be. You know, it just depends on your choices. You know, like I said, Westerns, you know, can be really silly. Or they can live forever. Open range, maybe, is something that people really enjoy. But you mentioned black or white, and it's really nice that you did that. Because, you know, I was born in Compton, and that story deals with Compton and, and the and somewhere in Beverly Hills, if you will. And, um, and I think when you, you get a chance to make all kinds of movies, you just can't sit back and keep making the one that was the biggest success for you you know, that's, that's when you just are asking the truck to back in with a big shovel and take as much money as you can. You know, repeat that success, repeat that success. But the reality is there's a chance to make these movies that, that can live forever. Now, will they? I don't know. But they never will unless you dig down and try to get at something personal because personal can travel decades. When something's personal, people in other decades are going to understand it. Other generations are going to understand it. If something is just you know, just dealing with a trend, well it'll be just as disposable as the high you know shoes everybody was wearing, you know 30 years ago.
1: Well, Bull Durham, it still resonates with me. One of the greats we're talking with Kevin Costner, his new band. Actually, it's not new. He's been doing it. Modern West new album Tales from Yellowstone. it's available coming up on June the 19th. I was uh, researching for the interview, and I saw that one of your co-stars, Madeline Stowe, she gave a nice speech at your Hollywood Walk of Fame. She said, "Speaking of you, Kevin Costner, complex, and it took her years. She said to understand that contradictions in a person and conflicts—they're not to be feared, but there is great beauty in her wake." Was she accurate in describing and understanding Kevin Costner?
0: Well, I think she was number one. I was so uh, pleased that she would even you know speak on my behalf. I never want to try to ask anybody to do that. Um, she spoke from her heart, and um, I think all of us are a mixed bag, if you will, but it was, she was really gracious to come and talk, and, and I appreciated it.
1: I want to talk about theaters and the way that these movies are being released. It seems like, you know, now with theaters, people are afraid to, to go to them. One, because we had one shot up not long ago, and another reason because people are afraid of this COVID-19. You as a movie maker, how does this affect you? And the future of uh, movie making is this good or bad for the business of movie making?
0: Well, it's never good when people can't go where they want to go. But right away, that just stands out to me. Or they're fearful to go to something that used to be something that was really comfortable to them. And um, how, so how do we get that back? Um, that's a big question. That, that's, a, that's what I call a legitimate problem. So many of the problems that we're experiencing in America, they're not problems. The solves are right in front of our face. It's just the will to do it. But the thing that you just described that falls into that smaller percentage, like AIDS or something, it's a problem. It's a problem because we don't know what to do. We're not exactly sure how to kind of have this experience again where we a thousand of us can go sit in, in, a, in the dark and dream the same dream watching the movie. And so are we going to get that back? I hope we do because there's something about that experience. Um, so how, how do we get that? I don't know. But the movies I make, I, they should be on the big screen. I like that. I want people to see these spaces and kind of match the, the the bigness of what that is, and and then have it ultimately get reduced to smaller screens. That's okay. But you ask a you ask an important question. I don't have the answer. I, I somehow I hope that there's just you know the flag can drop and we can feel secure about this, but. Uh, it feels like it's going to be a vaccine moment in order for that to, for people to feel ultimately comfortable. Because there is too much information out there that's going against each other for us to even have the wisdom to know who's telling us the truth.
1: Let's talk about a simpler time, Kevin. Let's go back to uh, high school and the music. I am interested to figure out what were you listening to back in high school. What was Kevin Costner jamming out to, and and what were, device were you playing on? You know, now we just speaking to our telephones. How were you consuming it, on vinyl, cassette? Yeah,
0: it, well, yeah, but, but the 8-track, but the or the 16-track, uh, you know, that big, fat fucking thing. Whatever <laughs> yeah, the
1: real, the real.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, I had, we had that, I remember, yeah. I, well, I was, you know, I was listening to, you know, the Four Seasons. I was listening to The Doors. I was listening to Cream. I was listening to the, the great duo, Simon and Garfunkel. I was listening to Temptations and, and Diana Ross. The music was all over the place. And, uh, you know, a lot of it wasn't good. And, and the stuff that made it, you know, Marvin Gaye, it was, it was, it was fabulous. And so uh, that's, what I, that's what I grew up with, um, was this music. And it was set against the Vietnam War. And you saw the music just really make a lot of transition. And people understood they could start writing music you know, about things that really, really mattered. You understood that people could write music and thousands of people would go and didn't have to dance. They would listen. So there was this transition, you know, before, you know, know, it's like, does it have a good beat? You know, Dick Clark, what's such a great show? Does it have a good beat? You know, and music transitioned to, beat's never going to grow old, right? We still need that. It's a heartbeat. On the other hand, there are times when music and we listen to those words and we think, how did that songwriter capture what I'm feeling?
1: Kevin Costner, our guest, if you want to hear his music, the new album is called Tales from Yellowstone. Him and his band, Modern West, it's uh, available coming up real soon on June the 19th. Plus, don't forget to check out Yellowstone on Paramount, the network. It's going to be kicking off its third season coming up uh, Sunday, June 21st. We had Tom Hanks on, and he told us that he collects typewriters. Uh, spoke to Alan Alda once. He said he, he collects umbrellas. What about Kevin Costner? <laughs> In, anything you find that funny? I, I thought that was an interesting one.
0: Uh, no well, I didn't say it. It's, it's laughing doesn't mean it's not interesting it's just a kind of
1: it's weird know,
0: it, it's fun it's just you're fun when you understand its just something about it you know that to somebody and and um you know I don't I don't know that I have that bent in terms of collecting things I once in a while I'll keep something like I kept the car from bull Durham you know the the, the Mustang the Shelby cobra I kept that big Ford in uh highwayman that I chased Bonnie and Clyde down and mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in terms of collecting things. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites: great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit DiscoverSouthCarolina.com. dot com. I don't know. That's that's probably not me. I don't have a room full of knickknacks. I don't. I don't. I don't have that. But you know, when you go see somebody's collection, you. Um, they're so proud of it, you know? And it's like, wow, that that you know, um, and, and you kind of have that moment where you enjoy
1: what they've done. And then finally, before I let you go, Kevin, what's the, uh, most satisfying thing that you've accomplished while on this quarantine time?
0: Well, um, I, you know, <laughs> I tell you, my, my family has really pulled together. Um, and, um, and, and I've watched my kids take responsibility in the house, helping their mother. Um, uh, I decided I was going to have this little project where they're, you know, they're, they're thirteen, eleven, and ten. Um, I they were I was thinking, you know, I'm going to make them watch the Ken Burns, The Civil War. And my wife goes, "Are you sure about that?" I said, "No, baby, I <laughs> want them to. You know, this is a moment in time. I want them to do some extra credit. And I want them to understand." You know, the, the nature of the country, what happened, and the, the build-up to why that happened. And she goes, are you sure? And I said, no, they're going to love it. Well, God, it was like getting them to eat vegetables or take out the trash. Uh, I wanted them to have this feeling, but they're still too young. And after the fourth hour, I looked at them, and I said, okay, you guys, you don't have to watch it." Yeah, go back to YouTube uh, videos
1: if you want. You so can watch someone playing video games. I
0: didn't accomplish anything, there, really, but I guess, if anything, I did. I put it in their mind that there's something that's important to me. And maybe later in their 20s, they'll go back, and, you know, my dad wanted me to watch this. So what have I accomplished? I don't know, but my I've watched my family pull together, and um, I'm, I'm proud of that.
1: Yeah, quite an accomplishment. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. Good luck with the music, and we'll hopefully talk to you again soon.
0: Take care, Jim.